So on in last week's parsha, in the beginning of parsha, it says this is on Orachim Hakadosh. It says that Pinchas uh, ben Eliezer ben Aaron Hakadosh ben Aaron. So why does this mention the lineage of Pinchas? We know who he is. We know he's the son of Eliezer, and we know he's the grandson of Aaron. So why does that have to mention? So Orachim Hakadosh brings a, a very interesting idea that you know Aaron was for better or worse, I mean, for worse, was always associated with the Chet Ego. And then when the Chet Ego happened, they said that it was the, the Ego that Aaron made. And therefore, because of that situation, he was always associated with bringing death to the Jewish people because he was involved in the Chet Ego. And therefore, he always wanted to compensate for that. That's why he, he showed so much love to Jewish people and tried to teach them Torah, to give them attention, stuff like that, to always... Uh, reimburse the Jewish people, so to speak, for that loss that happened. So Pinchas came along and he, he ended the Megefa. And therefore Aaron wanted to be associated with Pinchas because what did Pinchas do? He, so to speak, redeemed the mistake that Aaron made in terms of causing death. Pinchas brought life. Had, it, had Pinchas not gotten involved, the 24 more Jews than 24,000 uh, Jews that died during the plague would have happened. And therefore Pinchas' involvement ended up ending God's wrath against the Jewish people, and he was able to save them. And Aaron wanted to be associated with that uh, uh, thing because he was the grandson, and therefore he he, he basically uh, brought um, retribution for Aaron because Aaron was involved, in the other way, with the Chet Eagle, and he brought death. Pinchas got involved in the situation, and he stopped death from happening. And therefore, that's why it says Pinchas ben Elazar ben so therefore, that's why that association is mentioned. So to tell you that, so to speak, the same way that, so to speak, Yaakov didn't want his name mentioned by Korach because Korach was doing something wrong. Aaron wanted his name associated with Pinchas because Pinchas was doing something right. And therefore, he wanted to be associated with That's why the Pasuk gives us the lineage to say that this is somewhat of a... Uh, um, fixing of what happened with Aaron. And therefore, there's another idea as well. Um, just like uh, some say that Pinchas also fixed the situation with Nadav and Aviyu, that what? Nadav and Aviyu went somewhere they weren't supposed to bring, be, and they brought a sacrifice. Pinchas went, went somewhere where, he's not, where the people thought he's not supposed to be, and he saved the Jewish people. And he, he's, he, he elevated. And you see, if, a, if normally, if a Kohen kills a Jew on purpose, he can no longer go to Dukhan. He loses some of his statures of a Kohen. Pinchas wasn't a Kohen, unfortunately. He was born before. He was born um, uh, before the, the Kohen was passed out. So Lazar was Kohen. Aaron was Kohen. Pinchas wasn't. Pinchas killed the Jew and he became a Kohen. He, 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 and so the, the, the Orachim HaKadosh gives three things that a person has to have to be, to be, to be considered someone like Pinchas. And I'm going to go through those three things. One, he says that it has to be lishma, that he has to not be doing it for any other reason. You have to have this. When you're doing something in life, you want to be, it's very hard to be lishma. Somebody uh, once went to the, um, somebody helped him have a chesed house, he was feeding everybody. And the rabbi, uh, he, but he was feeling bad because he, he wasn't doing lishma. So he went to, he went to the altar rabbi and he asked the altar rabbi, you know, I opened up his chesed house and I'm feeding everybody. But I'm not doing it because I really want to feed the people. Okay, it's nice they're getting fed. I'm doing it for because wherever I go, everyone says, psh, psh. I'm getting the psh sound and I'm getting covered. I did it for the covered. I didn't do it because I wanted to feed the people. 
I didn't do a lishma. I didn't do a lishma. So he said, he said to him, you will, you know, you being lishma or not being lishma, we'll never know. But the bottom, uh, bottom at the end of the day, the people are really eating. They're really hungry and they're eating the food. So sometimes we, we try to be lishma, but it doesn't, shouldn't stop us if we're not lishma in life to do something. Because it's very hot to be lisham shamayim. And if, if Pinchas had any chance of becoming a Kohen, it wasn't for him to get involved in the situation. And he got involved in the situation. And he, he, the, the Midrash brings that the, the Shimon, the tribe of Shimon tried to kill him. And the angels protected him. He got himself involved in a very dicey situation. He's killing a Nasi. Thus, he's doing something wrong, but he 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 was Pinchas. He wasn't he wasn't anybody big that he went and got himself involved. He did it lishma. He did it for God. Second, he did it himself. He there's lots of people in life who tell you to do something, but they're not willing to do it themselves. He did it himself. You know, uh, the, the biggest lesson in life in in in, in and in life is when someone sees someone doing it themselves. If you see your father learning. It makes you want to learn. You see your father getting up for chakra. If your father tells you to go to chakra, he's not going to chakra. It, it, it doesn't shell very well. You know, you, you have to see the person doing it himself. I remember years ago, uh, I used to go to, uh, coming up, Elu, we used to go uh, to uh, Slichot. And the rabbi's father, he was in his high 80s. And he used to come into to Slichot, which started at 4.40 a.m. in the morning. And he would stand up the whole Slichot and the whole Chazar Shavonestre. And he would cry in the Slichot. He got because we saw him do it himself. It everybody else was touched by it because we saw somebody in the high eighties come into shul four forty in the morning, stand up the whole salikot. You know, nobody dared sit down because the guy in high eighties standing up. You know, when you see someone do something lishma, it's it's it's. I mean, you see somebody do something themselves. Moshe told Pinchas, since you set the halacha, you go do it, and he did it himself. He he, he didn't let someone else do it. So in life, you also have to, a lot of times you want to set an example, you have to be willing to do it yourself. It's very very easy to tell other people to lose weight if you're not willing to lose weight yourself. It's very easy to give other people advice if you're not willing to take that advice yourself, you know, or do that advice yourself. And three, he did it publicly. He wasn't afraid. Pinchas didn't wait for an opportunity when nobody was around to go attack him. He did it publicly. He had no fear. He, he, he says that Shlomcha Deville, he lived in Eretz Israel in the 1940s, and he would go, he would go to the Kotel when the Arabs occupied the Kotel alone. And he wasn't scared. Someone's going to hug me, you're not scared. He goes, because the only fear a person has to have is of HaKadosh Baruch I have fear of HaKadosh Baruch I filled my vessel of uh, fear, and that comes with my fear of HaKadosh Baruch So once I have a fear of HaKadosh Baruch I don't have to fear the Arabs anymore. I don't have to be scared of anybody else. I'm, God, I'm doing the right thing. Pinchas knew he was doing the right thing. And he went forward and he did it. He didn't, he didn't, he, he didn't allow himself that it was a public event and what are other people going to think and this and that. And I'll, I'll end with the uh, uh, crazy idea, but it, it, it's nice. The Briskarov brings when, uh, the Chaim Brisk, when he was in Cheder, his Rebbe was giving over a Rambam. And one of the, uh, I think it was Russia, one of the, wherever they were, came in and at the time they were persecuting Jews for teaching Torah. So he came into the classroom when he was giving this deep bart on a piece of Rambam to the students, and he interrupted him. So the Rebbe slapped the, the officer in the face. And at a sheer shock, the officer left. He never reported it. So someone asked the, the Rebbe later, how, how did you do that? He goes, because the whole re reason the world exists is because of us, the Jewish people, right? The, the whole world exists because of us. How dare he come and interrupt me in a piece of a Rambam? How dare we, where he gets the chutzpah from? The world's created, the reason he's alive is because of me. The whole was really curved for us, right? 
The whole, the whole, their whole existence is based on the fact that there's continuous Torah uh, going around there all the time. So uh, he comes and interrupts me while I'm really giving him life because it wasn't for me, there would be no life for him. So therefore, the chutzpah that he interrupts me, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, we sometimes people become apologetic because of the fact that they're Jewish and they do certain things or they, uh, they're they doing this or the other or, or whatever kashrut or examples they're setting in their lives because they're apologetic. Why? We should be publicly, um, uh, what's it called, exhibiting our Judaism and not fearing that what other people are going to think. It's it's something that uh, he, he he didn't wait for. He did it right in front of everybody. He didn't in front of all clothes, So he went and did what was the right thing to do. Because in our lives, we should emulate Pinchas. We should try to do things lishma. We should try to the advice we give to someone else. We should do it ourselves. And three, that we should be willing to do things publicly. Obviously, you have to find that it's the right thing. But be willing to do things publicly. Sanctify God's name. Thank you very much.